Hey guys, welcome back to Contest Prep University as we wrap up this series on fat loss options. Cardio versus food. Are you going to increase cardio or decrease food? That is a very serious consideration. And sometimes it matters on how much you have of each. You know, where where is your, your pivot point that you can move the easiest? And uh, I think just if, if all things being equal were on the table, I would always say I want a pretty good amount of cardio. I don't want to say let's just eat less food and do no cardio. I want a pretty good amount of cardio, not too much, but there are some advantages to that. So we can have a little bit more food. If you agree with that, Adam, explain why that is an advantage. If you disagree, then let's get the gloves out and fight it out. Yeah, I do agree that I would like a higher base of cardio with higher food. And and the reason why I like that is you're actually fueling that machine for energy. If you start getting too low with a lot of cardio, you run the risk of intensity going down. So you kind of have to find that middle ground of both like the, the maybe it's always hard to say high and low, right? Because of the context of that, but I would say a, a medial amount of food and a, a high medial amount of activity that, so basically you're fueled in a manner that you can be intense with your cardio. There's obviously tracking measures that you can use to do that. Uh, the moment your clients start getting lethargic and they're staying down more because they're lack of energy, that's where you're really fighting the prep quite a bit. So, and you do need to take advantage of tracking steps and stuff like that. The stuff that we used to use years ago, just in the context when we needed it versus people tracking steps constantly now. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm a big proponent. I even think I said on a podcast a few years ago that I was moving into a a more cardio sooner, like earlier in the prep than towards the end. And that has seemed to work way, way better for me with my success rate with my clients. So it's more antidotal for sure. Yeah. On one hand, you, somebody could make the argument that you just have both variables and in the end, it just doesn't matter. You, you have a certain calorie deficit, no matter how you slice it, given four five or six months of a prep you're probably not going to have that much difference. But I, I would argue that in the margins, if you're talking about a small percent of better results that last two or three pounds that you may not have gotten the other way, it does help because of all the way that we, from an endocrine system standpoint, lose body fats, adrenaline-based hormones, epinephrine, norepinephrine, are the most powerful. Those are released dependent on intense movement. So the, the harder you do your cardio, it doesn't have to be that frequent, doesn't have to be that long, but just getting some high-intensity cardio where you're taxing your cardiovascular system, forcing your mitochondria to become more adapted and efficient you just burn more body fats, both acutely and in those few hours after. And then, like you said, you get the advantage of eating a little bit more. The extra cardio can cause a little hunger, but you get to eat a little more. I think most people do feel more comfortable, even because of some of the appetite suppressing effects of the cardio. So I, I find on those days, hunger can actually go down you just have to be ready for any rebound from that. 
Yeah, the EPOC, uh, I believe, post-hit is pretty beneficial. Now, the one thing that you do have to keep into consideration is how well someone might recover from that or not. So, you know, a big red flag for me is when I, I get a new client and their coach has them doing uh, 45 minutes of hit. It's just not possible to do. You don't, you don't see that much anymore. I mean, the pendulum is definitely pushed into the low intensity side. From it, it definitely has. And I've definitely moved that way a little bit more too with some, uh, you know, I look kind of like to put the intensity into the workout here and there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and for me, I, I start with the minimum effective dose. So if we can get away with one high intensity session, that's a dedicated cardio. Great. If, if because of conditioning and need, we can get that up to two. Fantastic. Absolutely not. Would you ever do something like that every day? And you, you have to be cognizant of your bigger lifts. You can't be sore from cardio when you're going into, you know, squatting or deadlifting. So all, all things being equal, you, you want to have enough cardio, but it's still not so much that it's impeding recovery at all. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, guys. Well, I hope this whole series helped. We're going to hit you guys next time with a new topic. But for now, uh, you can always go back to our library. We have, I think, with features and so forth, uh, you know, over 500 episodes now. And as we cover some of the same bases, as I think you'll recognize some of these principles from other ep episodes series, uh, always trying to find the, the newest, most relevant information but also applying it in different contexts. So any, any feedback you guys have on what you'd like to hear, let us know. Uh, we will see you next time in Contest Prep University.